Hi, my name's Shelley Flett. Welcome to the Dynamic Leader Podcast, where I share insights, experiences, successes, and failures with leaders from across a broad range of industries and business structures. I maintain that each of us needs to be open to sharing our experiences and making the leadership playground safe enough to fail, to grow, to have fun, and ultimately become more dynamic. So please sit back and enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Dynamic Leader Conversation. So this week, we're talking a little bit about mental resilience and also mental strength um, in terms of leadership. But we've got an interesting guest joining us today who um, isn't necessarily um, in the leadership space, but is definitely a leader in his field. So I'm joined by Suki Singh, who is the author of two books. One is Limitless Humans, and the other one is Chasing Genius. And both are books on running. So thank you so much for joining us today, Suki. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Shelley, for a warm introduction. I'm so grateful to be here. Great. So um, I often use the metaphor of running or doing something that's quite strenuous and challenging with leadership. And so today's conversation is quite um, relevant. And I think um, that our listeners are going to enjoy you know, some of the things that you share and the things that you've been uh, writing about over your past few books. So um, I want to kick off by by your running journey. So um, I myself used to run around, you know, I grew up on a dairy farm, used to run around the paddock in my gumboots, um, would do the, the school cross countries and I would do okay, but I never really enjoyed it enough to to pursue it. So, but where did you, where did your running journey start you know from from when you were a kid yes so thank you so much for the questions really like so my running journey started when I was 18 years old in high school and about to end the high school and I was not good at any sport you can say like you know I tried goalkeeping in soccer matches some little bit I was good but basically I was a loser, you can say, <laughs> you know, I was not good at any, and I was bullied at school as well. Like uh, children used to make fun of me because they used to think I am weak or something, mm. you know, but then I thought, okay, let's try running, you know? So I started with hundred meters, you know, started taking part in the schools, like hundred meters, 200 meters race, but I used to come last there as well, you know, (laughs) but then I started registering for, okay, 10 kilometer, like first 10 kilometer run, I should start, you know, and then uh, I tried doing it 10 kilometer and maybe I did it in 60 minutes, like my first 10k, like, so I was really happy. Yeah, That's that's a pretty impressive pace, 16 minutes, 10k's in 16 minutes pretty good yes thank you yeah thank you so I tried doing that uh, and and did then, you decide did you realize at that time oh wow actually this is I'm, I'm actually not too bad at this yes I thought I can take this further because I was not good at any sport right and sometimes I feel sport is very important in our life like any kind of sport layer like so many sports like you can play table tennis swimming chess anything like just which uh recharges you you know recharges Mm. your brain so it's such a it's such a good point Suki you know that mental recharge particularly those people that work in offices and particularly leaders who Mm. don't just have the pressure of their own role but also the pressure of everyone else um, around them that they need to have that physical 
exercise or physical movement to be able to put things into perspective and uh, release any frustration or, or energy that is being built up and you know even just um, as a way to start your day isn't it definitely i mean yoga is it's just like a yoga to me or it's like meditation you know yeah. you just have to you don't have to run 10k or anything just meditation or maybe dance music like mm. anything to refuel you or recharge you mm. like for the whole week and especially in pandemic like when people are going through a lot i mean i think the and reading a book would be something which will recharge your brain i mean mm. so there could be so many hobbies like yeah so, so hobbies so, yeah so you went from you know your 10k that was good to kind of recharge help you with your mental health um obviously your physical health as well but you didn't stop at 10 you 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 kept going for some reason so tell us a little bit about that yeah so to be honest shelly like it's very addictive actually the marathon thing is very addictive because i have met a lot of marathon runners over the last 10 years and they just get hooked to it you know once you just do even your like half marathon then after 10k i raced for half marathon and i did it in like i think uh, two hours yeah so i did it in two hours and then it was very addictive you know like it just feel good and the endorphins released will make you happy like for example every you will never meet any sad person at the finish line of a marathon so they will always be happy and joyful and there will be so many volunteers who will cheer for you they will motivate you give you high five so you can never be sad when you're doing this such kind of a sport yeah so, for sure yeah. and so it was a little bit of an addiction that grew and it grew and you did your first marathon when first marathon was i did it was a mumbai marathon in india when i was in india i did and i did in 4 hour 4 minutes i think like yeah, that was um, 10 11 years ago like yeah that was i did in 4 hour 4 minutes and it's a beautiful track and mm. um, there are like 60000 runners who take part in that yeah and did you come last um because 4 hours uh, 40 minutes well, is a pretty good pace 4 hour 4 minutes uh, four i think but I think uh, somewhere before last maybe <laughs> because the winner finishes in 2 hours 10 minutes wow. I mean so I took double the time almost yeah. so I mean that's the and yeah the cutoff is 6 hours 7 hours sometimes yeah so again for a lot of people it's like okay I've run my marathon and by the way running a marathon is actually something that I've got on my list once I can figure out what's wrong with my foot and start running again but um you know running one marathon would be yep done that's awesome amazing achievement i can let that go you didn't stop at one marathon how many how many standard marathons have you run the standard i think around 22 23 like 23 yeah around and my goal is to do 100 and like i'm just collecting medals in my room and it's the hobby of every runner actually i mean they collect medals and they just feel good about yourself and we do a run for various causes as well you know every marathon i register for some charity we connect to it for example sexual ex- abuse of child which uh, mm. there is a marathon called seven marathon in seven days in uh, australia which happens then uh, 
I did last month. So I was raising money for India, which in the pandemic, which is happening. So yeah, we take different causes and we start running. Mm. And if you know Samantha Gash in Australia, she's a very popular runner and she's been I'm really inspired by her journey. Mm. Like she ran uh, 3000 kilometer in India and raised money and like, yeah, so like. So, um, so every marathon you run is for a cause. So it's for something that's bigger than yourself. Yes, definitely. We have a motivation to do it. Like why I'm doing this, you know, like a purpose a goal is there that I'm doing, first of all, to inspire others for people who can't run. And mm. I don't take my legs for granted because I know a lot of people can't do it. There are people, but I have met in the journey, there are people who are disabled and they are running. I have met people with wheelchair, they are running. Like mm. some incredible people I meet, like they're doing Ironman challenges and with one leg, you know. So uh, I have met such kind of people like uh, mm. who like really inspire me as well. And mm. yeah. And so 40 odd marathons, let's not stop there. What's the next one up from the, from the standard marathon? Is it the super marathon or is it the, the ultra marathon yeah they call is, is the ultra marathon the yes, next yes. one up and and how yeah. what's the distance of the ultra marathon so anything above 42 is called ultra marathon the 26 miles 42 kilometer is a standard distance for marathon and anything beyond that is called ultra marathon which goes from 50 to 100 200 even 500 it goes so so, so tell us a little bit about because um, you've not just done one ultra marathon how many ultra marathons have you done Ultra marathon, maybe four or five, I think. Four or five, uh, four or five yeah, I've done four or yeah. five uh, standard ultra marathon. And I've failed also in that like uh, <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. So, so, so tell us about um, tell us about some of the failures that you've had in the ultra marathon because I, I love that. I think it's yeah, so important so, to share. So like in a ultra marathon, the, my biggest failure was uh, I last year actually. It was... Uh, 350 kilometer run in Western Australia. And uh, I was a bit nervous when I was registering for this because in such kind of deadly challenge, anything can happen. Worst case, you can also die. And like, uh, because there are dangers of bushfires, there are snakes on the trails. And uh, so I was a bit nervous and there were 70 of us and 40, 45 finished. So, I got disqualified at 204 kilometer because I was late to a checkpoint for 10 minutes and I mentally gave up as well. Mm. Like, uh, because I was, uh, I didn't sleep for two days and like, I just gave up and I said to myself, why am I even doing this? You know, and I, out of frustration, I throw the dry fruits I had in my backpack on the floor, I throw it and I ran out of water. So there was a lot of mistakes I did was you have to always carry two liters of water with you. If you run out of water, it will be very bad. And then a headlight, you have need a really good headlight, which has a battery for six hours only, and you have to keep changing the battery. So if you don't have the proper headlight for night running and water regularly, worst case will happen. So these are the two mistakes I did, and I want to learn from these mistakes like uh, or from my yeah. failure yeah so the book is about actually my failure the second book yeah yeah and so what mental strength does it take to run 200 kilometers 
let alone the full three, was it 350? Yes, 350, yes. So you yeah. didn't make the 350, but you did make 200. So what it, what's required from a mental perspective? You said, you know, you gave up because you were, you know, thinking, why am I doing this? And this is sometimes, this is often the conversation that I'll have with um, with leaders or and even just individuals who are pursuing something and they give up too quickly because they don't have a really compelling why or purpose behind it. I assume to get to 200, you had a fairly compelling purpose for that. What happened? Like, how did, how did you get to the stage where that was not enough? Yes. I mean, that's a very good question, Shelley. I mean, that is so much relevant in every organization, like what they're looking for someone who has some kind of leadership quality. And uh, if you don't mind, I would like to read a line from a Navy SEAL I interviewed from this book, you know, this one. Like he said, such a powerful line. He said like, to me, by doing such kind of endurance races, one truly finds the meaning of their life. Otherwise, it's just like living a life like a machine. There are many kinds of power in this world, like political power and money. But if you have intellectual power, mind power, I think the rest of the powers are zero. Because when you run such kinds of ultra marathons, you find your intellectual power. You get a different kind of confidence and courage. You develop leadership quality and personality development. So if we develop this mental power, then all other kinds of power have simply no meaning. And this is such a powerful line he told me. And I have a running coach in Perth as well. And he told me, like, you have to learn to smile in pain. Like when you you will be crying in pain. I mean, 200 kilometers, you will be crying in pain, but you have to still smile and keep going. Okay, you know, you have to learn to smile in pain. It is such a powerful line. And Shelly, there's so much pain in this world. I mean, you know, and right now also, and it will always there. But if we learn to smile... And so, and so you're, you know, you're, you're running, you're running along, you've passed your hundred K mark. Surely you're feeling a little bit tired. What, what are you saying to yourself? And smiling is a great, um, you know, it definitely helps, but what's the, what's the dialogue that's going on in yeah, your head so when you're going like, through that? I was talking to myself actually at night, like a madman, you know, and there were stars and there were like, because uh, there are just 70 runners and you will be like around 10 kilometer apart from each other or like maybe five kilometer or some, some, most of the time you will be alone, you know? So in the jungle, you're running. So basically sometimes you have to talk to yourself like a madman, you know, like, and find the real reason that why you're doing this. I met some runners and they said like, you chose to do this. Nobody forced you to do this, you know? You chose mm-hmm. yourself. So just find the purpose that why you're doing this, like why you're here for. And so my answer to that question was, I'm here because I want to become stronger. I want to become mentally stronger. So I will get my confidence that if I can run 350 kilometers, I can do anything in this world. You know, that kind of confidence I will get doing the challenge. And that's then I will post on social media or someone will see that, oh, this guy ran 350, maybe I'll run 350 meters, you know, like you will inspire another and then I get inspired by someone. So we just motivate each other. And the biggest lesson we learned here is like team building, you know, we, we like, I can't do this alone. 
like the biggest challenge was also that i didn't had a support crew for this kind of challenge you need motivation and to someone at 100 km or 200 km to push you you know mm. to just say you can do it just say that and that will help you mm. or maybe a high five or human touch you know that will help you and i had no one i mean that was a big problem there because uh-huh. i i would have not given at 200 if i just had someone that time you know to tell me because mm. i was uh, alone like a madman in the jungle and mm. so that time i was lacking motivation you know that is so, great and and yeah. i think about how that sort of relates back to the workplace and i think gosh sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and we embark on doing something that's really challenging and that we need to persist through but we don't we don't tell anyone we don't share it with anyone exactly exactly so we are suffering in silence you know and lonely yeah. and that's why people so much commit suicide you know because there's no one around them to help they are lonely and i was feeling lonely that time if i had someone to motivate me i would have finished 350 maybe mm. but i just gave up mentally you know mm. i i just gave up so but still it was a lesson for me you know yeah so your lessons are so you know the, the next one because i assume you're still planning on uh you know achieving yeah. that 350 is that is that what's on the horizon is that what you're yes that's for? the goal in october this year so i did a 100 kilometer run in blue mountains two weeks ago and that was a very tough trail like complete mountain and i did it in 22 hours so that was i used that event as a warm-up for this challenge mm. 350 because 350 is a uh, massive and you need special training special diet mental fitness and i read a lot of books also to get motivation you know yeah. because uh, so like uh, you need a like different level of training for that yeah yeah so um what about your support crew who do you who are you going to bring on board next time yeah that's a good question i had in this 100 kilometer i did run i met a scientist in sydney and she was my support crew for this you know so and she didn't sleep for 22 hours tracking me you know i just told her sleep sleep she know i'm here for you you know and i felt so good you know that she is so much she said i'm enjoying this and so they're incredible volunteers as well so this time I asked her as well like if you can come to Perth with me she said I'm not available but I will track you four days online so there is a app which you can track me for the four days and I will give it to her my number and she will track me and two three other people I will tell them to keep tracking me and keep sending me message you know that I'm alive and I'm motivated you know right so So actually so your support crew is going to be virtual so really anyone could jump on so any of our listeners today who are inspired by this could reach out to you and say hey I want to be part of your support crew definitely I mean that will be so much great because it will give me confidence that somebody cares for me you know that I'm tracking for four days Mm. 104 hours journey how do I go you know yeah. so like uh, and I have a like a running coach in Perth like I generally stay in his house last time I stayed the amazing family from Ireland and they just provide me with everything but still um, they were not able to completely track me you know there yeah. yeah so you know I think about the valuable lessons that we can take from this and <clears throat> you know I've read um David Goggins um, book can't hurt me and he talks about this concept of callousing your mind that 
you know, we are, we are stronger than we think uh, all of us. We've got this ability to do so much more than what we, I mean, we're, we're only probably utilizing maybe five or 10% of our true, true abilities, which is quite astounding. And, um, you know, so it's the idea about pushing beyond what other people think is possible that, um, for me, that's something that motivates me and that's something that I've been playing with. But how important is it for, for everyone to have, to understand, you know, what is it that motivates you? Because that's really what gets you going, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, so glad you mentioned David Goggins, you know, because he, I'm not even 1% of David Goggins, you know, yeah. he's an inspiration. He's, he has done like what I can't imagine, you know. So he's called toughest man alive in America. And I just follow him and so much. So David Goggins is an inspiration for the world and how he transformed his life from fat to fit. And he had a horrible childhood and how he changed his life through becoming really strong. And but at the same time, Shelly, you know, there are a lot of people in this world who can't do these kind of challenges and they don't have to do it also, you know, they don't have to do to prove a point. I'm not trying to prove anything or become David Goggins or anything, but just do something you love the most, you know. Yeah. For me, it's running or books. For you, it could be painting or music, you know, just that one thing you have to be there to become David Goggins of that thing, you know, mm. David Goggins of painter, David Goggins of music, you know? Mm. So, and through that, you can create an impact in the world, like uh, using that fuel, you know? So mm. that is uh, very much important. Like, yeah. So um, given the resilience that you will have built over the last decade or more, of running is there is there much that could um shake you or or bring you down today because resilience is the ability to bounce back following periods of adversity and the more resilient you are the quicker you can bounce back so it's not saying you don't get impacted by things but that your ability to bounce back is quicker how would you how would you rate your own resilience yes so I don't take anything for granted, Shelly. If I, today I'm able to run 200 kilometers, maybe tomorrow I'm not able to run even 200 meters, you know? Life will change in one minute. Mm. And I don't take anything for granted, but I try to build my resilience and become a better version of myself every day. And I learn people from around. There is a massive running community. I know some of the best runners and I meet them, I interview them and, and I learn from them. So mm. I know some of these people, they run 350 kilometers like a joke. And they don't even post on social media after that. And I just ask them, why don't you post on social They say, I don't want to do it for to show anybody. I do it for myself. Yeah. But I said, you have to tell your story to the world as well so that people learn from you. And I met some incredible people, these people like, so I learned to build my resilience by uh, getting inspired by them. And, mm. uh, and it's a long journey. I have like, so maybe if I do this 350, I will have some another goal. But at the same time, I like uh, I know these adventures can change your life for good, like at the same mm. time, but it can also injure you in some very bad way. So we have to be very careful. And like, mm. yeah. yes, I like that. And I think, you know, to be your best in the world, you really need to make sure that you're being your best for yourself. And, um, you know, that would be one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give to leaders is, 
if you are doing something for someone else, and I really like how you kind of mentioned that as well, if you're doing something for someone else, it leaves you open to feeling underappreciated, to feeling resentment for that, to feeling that, you know, you're trapped or being controlled or, or, you know, all of those kind of things versus if you do something that is purely for yourself, when you're doing anything that it is purely to, um, you know, progress you and help you to grow and help you to be a better version of yourself, then you really won't feel all those other negative emotions. It, It really is only positive emotions that come from that, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, that's what we need, Shelley. Like in so much of negativity we are seeing in the world and like on social media also we are seeing, but we need some positive emotions. Like uh, mm. if you see like Jay Shetty, he's been called a social media star and he's created like so much positive content on social media. I see his content, you know, like so much positivity he has created because Sometimes I feel there is so much of negativity happening, like as well, there's a comparison and something others, Mm -hmm. like people start comparing me to, okay, I can't run this much, you ran this much. There's no point of comparison, you know, it's not there to like, it's okay, you can't run, you are even a legend, even if you can't run, you know, so you are a legend in your field, you know, just find your purpose, one thing, you know, I have found my thing is running for you it's music you know you just haven't found it yet it's like and then what steve Jobs said right keep looking till you have found it he found it at 21 i found it at 30 maybe you know just keep looking you know so like till you find your purpose like which is uh, so much important yeah fabulous i love that find your purpose uh make it about you um and you know what i what i really like is that you make it about you but you do it for something that's bigger and and um, more widespread than yourself with all of the causes that you attach to it, which I think is amazing um, because you're then fulfilling this internal need and um, living your own purpose, but you're also making a huge difference in the world. And so I think on behalf of, you know, the world population, we want to thank you, Suki, for your contribution to that. No worries. Thank you. I mean, yeah, no worries. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, But thank you. um, Thank you so much for joining us today. I think your message really resonates definitely in the leadership community and more broadly when I'm running resilience programs. Um, This is definitely something that I will be referring to uh, when I'm sharing stories about you know, how to persist through things and how to how to build that um, mental strength that you need to get through and you know we don't know uh, we don't know what's around the corner from a pandemic uh, front yeah. hopefully for Melbourne we won't be in um, lockdown all winter uh, yeah, but yeah. you never know so we've got to be prepared for these things don't we yeah yeah i mean one more thing i'd like to add shelly i mean since you mentioned it just reminded me of uh, naomi osaka you know she's yes. been the news recently and she, the media has like not done justice to her what i feel like it's like she has boycotted media and she has been fined and now she left the french open and she is a massive tennis star you know so people like her can also feel some kind of mental you know mm-hmm health issues or anything and they can happen and it happens with movie stars it happens with sports stars it happens with runners it happens with entrepreneurs it happens with ceos business leaders so i'm saying that it's just that they are successful in their field and they make a lot of money and they have fame or whatever it doesn't mean they can't 
have mental health issues you know yeah. so and depression and how to deal with that is we have to be very much careful mm. because uh, sometimes we as a community or world we fail to solve mm. this mental health crisis you know yeah like so yeah i mean so such an important point to end on i think is um you know don't be, be clear on what you want what what your purpose is um you mentioned have a community and um be well prepared i think those are the three key takeaways from this conversation is you know own your purpose have your community and be prepared and i really don't think that you will be overcome by anything that life throws at you if you can kind of hold on to those three things Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to another Dynamic Leader conversation shortly. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Dynamic Leader. There is no better time than now to work through your leadership and people strategy, to establish what the future might look like for your business and how you might empower your people to help you succeed. It is through building the capability of your people and reducing their dependency on you that will keep you moving forward at pace and will see you remaining relevant in the future. I have worked with over 100 businesses across almost as many industries and seen firsthand the challenges that come with employing, engaging and managing staff. If you're looking to improve how you lead, why not reach out for a conversation? In the meantime, thanks so much for joining me and stay awesome.